There you go. Good afternoon, everybody. This is yeah. Michael Collazo, CEO of OpenSea Direct. Um, I pulled some nepotism on this episode. We're very excited to be back here. Um, I'm actually related to this brother, but also uh, indie hip-hop extraordinaire. He's been in the game for 20 years plus, really. Um, um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. And he has... Yeah, well, in terms of writing rhymes and like being in the culture, absolutely. But in terms dropped, of actually, dropped, uh, we dropped our first vinyl in '98. Oh, so there you go. So 25 yeah. plus, yeah. So yeah, that's a yeah. long time, um, yeah. long time in the culture, and also for promoters, venue folks, indie artists. Great, uh, fun stories and insight on doing the work. You know, doing the grind of not only just writing rhymes and stuff and recording, but going out and connecting with fans and performing and how logistically pull that off and what you do when you do it by yourself with other cats. Yeah. What? Um, that didn't, um, yes, sir. Yeah. You were breaking up. Sorry about that. Oh, my bad. So, uh, uh, Needless to say, let's get it right to it. This is my yeah, my bad. You broke brother, up. But you were also... like frozen for a second. Yeah, my bad. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, this is uh, just to introduce Planetary from the group Out of Space, Army of the Pharaohs, and my brother. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Man? <laughs> chilling. How's everything so, today, man? Chilling, man. Friday, boy. Friday. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah, good yeah. Stuff. Yeah, Friday. So yeah, I started the beginning. Like, obviously, I know what's up, but like, tell yeah. me how you got in hip hop. You always had that great story about. You know, some bull in the block where we lived on Broad Street, and then going from there. Yeah, but. well, well, I was into just listening to it at that point. But yeah, no what doubt. made me start, uh, reason I started to think about doing it myself was me, you, and Ray were at the basketball court back in the day. Broad, yeah. and what's that, seventy yeah. first or something? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. back there. Yeah, and um, dude He's still came clean. out. He's still clean. Yeah. yeah, dude came out. Uh, to talk to us, and he was bragging and boasting about how he knew Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince and all that. So we were all like, "Oh wow, cool!" He showed us pictures. He actually had proof, if you remember, pictures with Charlie Mack. He did bust it up. Yeah, yeah, he did. He went back in the house to get the proof. Then he said he was a, a rap. He then he started to rap, and then you know the, the the verse he did. I was like, "Wow, that dude could actually rap," you know. Yeah. And then like you know, days later, weeks later, whatever it was, I think Ray was in his room listening to the to the radio and i heard the verse coming from the radio and they said it was koji rap it was road to the riches and i'm like yo this is the same verse the Classic. dude was um the dude was uh rapping outside was yeah rapping outside so i was like oh that's corny so i said like, i'm gonna try to write my own drone you know my own rap so that's how i started to write and from there kind of just never stopped you know i'm still yeah, writing i wrote something last night you know <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, right. It just doesn't right. stop. Yeah. So that's how I really got into like doing it. But then when I started to do it for real, we had moved um out that neighborhood. And then when I got to the next neighborhood, um, people other people around me were doing it. You know, so mm -hmm. that's when it all kind of just like started. I started I met all the people that I'm still around now. Um yeah. friends, their family at this point, you know what I mean? So Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, then it just went from there, you know, and that's when now, it got there. Remind me too, man, that uh, at some point, you know, just the love, love of the culture, love of the music, you were start and writing, right? So you were starting to just go to the open mics and like, just if anything, as a fan, initially you're going to places you want to see the local cats, you want to maybe do open mics, artists, you like whatever. So yeah. when did that become? I'm trying to remember when that became. No, we're doing open mics and you know we're meeting the cats in the underground scene that eventually became. Well, you know, you know well, part you know of your what group. It what i th what i think it was was i actually think where we lived was so different than like the average person like the average you know like nobody really knew that neighborhood because it was so far up fishery, right. you know all the way no, to, so the to the city people, limit right so to give people context not from philly we we lived on fifth and sixth sixth avenue long story short is it's a neighborhood that's not north philadelphia um it doesn't have a, a ring to it or a, or a, 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 a recognizable name that people would know different parts of Philadelphia. And yeah. it was right near the Sheldonham, Pennsylvania border, Sheldonham, the, the hometown of Reggie Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. it was this weird neighborhood that wasn't labeled easily as North Philadelphia hood or West Philly, and, you know, this. And a lot of people knew West Oakland. And a lot West of people Oakland knew West was Oakland. The some people right. still debate me that East Oakland's not even a thing. I'm like, it's clearly right. a thing, you know. Like, right. But it's right. a small pocket. 
So it's very I think true. The, the, very I true. think the, the 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 fact that people weren't really familiar with that and still aren't actually like if you bring yeah. it up, there are people that still have no clue, but right. but they know where it is, you know. But they, I think, because of that, it helped us in a weird way because we would just stand on the corner and rap all night, right? You know, and we got people got word of that somehow, you know, like you know driving by this dude's always rapping on the, you know however it is then there was dudes right. from north philly that wanted to see what was going on and they would right. make their way up like yeah, on, right you know and then right. just like kind of got a buzz out of that and then there happened to be a studio on Sheltonham avenue right and we started to record there you know and that's when we got serious like okay we're gonna actually like go to a studio and do it right and then we started to like okay you could like make a tape you know, like, yeah, and that's yeah. how it really started because we we physically had proof of the music. So yeah. then people really, you know, back then, if anybody had actual uh, actual piece of music, people would gravitate to it because back then it was so rare for anybody right. to have anything on anything, you know, like right. a vinyl or a tape, that's right. a cassette tape that looked official. Like there was mixtapes that people made off the radio themselves. That's how much they wanted something to hold with music on it you know so because right. we provided that and would just hand it out to people it started to it started to circulate and then we started to find find out you can go downtown and rap you can go to these open mics there's a thing at a bar that you can go to there's another corner yep. where everybody's yep. rapping like i used to go to broad Downey all the time yep and rap over there because they're like oh there's a whole bunch of people rapping over there too Right and right. and be, it being that that being so close to us, and still not knowing our little area, even though that's so close, people still were like, "Where are you from?" I'm an East Oakland. Where's that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, four yeah, minutes yeah. in a car. It's four minutes away. Yeah, you yeah. Totally. So, but I just think just the fact that we were from this weird little spot, and we were reeking dudes because you didn't hear that much either. You know, right, right. It just it just started to happen. You know, and yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. kind of like you know, and that's just where it just went from there. Yeah. Now, didn't at some point, so you met Crypt, who's part of the group and others like in the neighborhood, but when did yeah. you guys become where you're doing the open mics or doing stuff at Five, five Spot was an old Philadelphia classic hip hop spot in yeah. downtown Philadelphia, for those who don't know, yeah. city center city yeah. section. Yeah. Um, you know, starting to literally get in front of people with Crypt and as the group and starting well, to well, do it well, formally that there, way. Let's say. Right. Well, formally, see what happened was there was stuff five spot was more just like a, a, a spot where people like a club kind of right like there was uh, there was other places where people actually would rap you know like like the footwork that oh, came footwork, a little bit yeah. later that came yeah. a little later but then there was like a place on south street actual south street was probably the hugest thing for me but for us because we you would just go down south street and it, all the rappers were in south street freestyling site that's when cyphers were a thing cyphers yeah, aren't right. really a thing now you know like right. you don't see that that much but it was you, you used to go to south street and look for a cypher like right. oh there's one there you know there goes one let me get in you know like yeah, yeah it's kind of yeah. like jumping rope kind of like you're like all right let me go my turn my turn so um that's kind of that's kind of where it started because the streets is always where it's going to start so yep. and what happens and once start once open mics and we get old enough to get into places and that kind of stuff that's when we started to that's when a lot of times i was doing it by myself like you know mark like crip wasn't really with me that much right he was but he wasn't as much as i was because i was just out there like i didn't care right but once it got once we really started to buzz with like the the little tapes we made people started to know who we were then then we found like the official open mics that's when we would go to the i forget the one there used to be a place on south street i always forget the name of the place but it was deeper down south like 20th and south or something yeah um that we used to go to people would just rhyme you know whatever djs would play a beat whatever and then the footwork was really like when me and him went in and like you know got real busy on it you know right and that's when it really started to circulate right, right. Like that. and that's right. where we met Vinny at you know right so the transition right. so and and for those who don't know you know the I guess the underground hip-hop universe the last 20 30 years Vinny Paz is a Philly cat 
is literally one of the biggest in that world. And um, at some point, yeah, in the footwork world, this is where you melt this, you know, this Italian kid who rapped too. Um, yeah. And who obviously turned into Jedi mind tricks in Army of the Pharaohs yeah. creation. So, and the fun and the funny thing was that was, um, Bahamadia at that point had a radio a radio show, at that point, and she used to always play his one song, so I already knew who who it was by by ear, right? By the song, and I, his voice is so uh, he has such a distinct voice. That yeah, you no know doubt. it's him. So when I saw him live, I thought he was a black dude. And then when I saw him live, I'm like, yo, this sounds like the dude from the radio, but this is like a white dude. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just he just didn't sound it, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, there and then they were like, No, that's then you introduced him, you know, Jedi Mantra. So I'm like, Oh, that is, you know, wow, you know, like cool. And then I rapped after that, then he came up to me like, yo, we need to link, you know. Yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. he wasn't where he's at now. Then, you know, then yet he was getting local burn. But um, and that's how that worked. And ever since, like, I I literally talked to that man every day. Yeah, 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 no doubt. So yeah, who would have thought he'd be on? Yeah, now yeah. he's like Joe Rogan podcast and like <laughs> yeah, traveling yeah, yeah. the world and playing, you yeah. know, thousand seat venues and all that. Um, so yeah. it goes from that to this, you know. So easy yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So then I get yeah. So that connection. Then at some point you were signed by Baby Grand or you were starting to record. So just. Tell folks you yeah. don't know, like well, how that well, sort first of he had his own. At first, he had his own label, right? And when we showed him the tapes that we had, he was like, "Oh yeah, I want to let's do something," you know. So yeah, they had enough money that they generated to put our vinyl out. So we yep. we never really signed anything, but they were like, "Yo, we'll put it out on the super regular records and right. maybe your first vinyl, whatever, whatever." So he was he's the but he put us on vinyl first, you know. Right, right. And um, and from that, that's we circulated, you know, because it came through them. We were getting the college play on the on the vinyl, and then you just started catching the buzz that way. Right. And um, from there, he was starting to get so big that people were catching on to it. Late major labels were catching on to it, so he was Correct. getting a lot of offers. And this was what late nineteen ninety. Just to give a context, this was late ninety nine to two thousand. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Ninety nine to two thousand one. That yep. little window. Yep. And um, he started to you know they off Baby Grand Records. Long story short, Baby Grand Records want offered him something he he was cool with. Right. But in right. that in that in that deal, and I remember being on the phone with them. He said on that deal, Vinny said, "I'm not doing nothing unless you sign my guys." too and of course they wanted him so bad they were like all right whatever what do you want them to get you know yeah, yeah. but at first they did kick back a little and he said well i won't do it so you gotta you gotta respect that and that's why i've always held a special spot for him because i was like i was on that phone that phone call like right said, look you gotta talk to him because you gotta make him a deal because if you want me you gotta have them and that's where it went and once we did that then it really you know what i mean we were in we were in real stores. We were in Tower Records. Right, right. You know what I mean? And these, that's when these all old, that These old places where people bought physical <laughs> CDs <laughs> yeah. or cassettes to listen to music yeah. as opposed to downloading yeah. today. Yeah. Or, Tower or Records YouTube was huge. Or that was a huge yeah, yeah. deal. You know, back then, yeah. that was a huge deal just to give any placement. And yeah. we, didn't, we wouldn't have got it without his name, you know, at that point because he had numbers to prove he can sell. Correct. He Correct. had data. You know what I mean? Right. So when he sold his little first piece, you know, he sold his first piece, anything under that umbrella, they were like, cool, we'll take 20 copies each of that. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Store, you know, and that's where it started. You know what I mean? No, and then you know this anecdotally, it was really cool, proud moment as a brother. And you know this, early 2000s, I lived in Cleveland, Ohio for a year. I lived in northern New Jersey. And anytime you put something out or if any put something out, out of yeah. space put something out, I would go try to buy it the first weekend in a store. Uh, again, before yeah. Spotify, Title, all these things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. So literally in almost every case, I would go to some random place in, let's say, Union County, New Jersey, and say, yo, do you got the new Out of Space that just came out? And the guy's like, you know, it's funny you asked that. A lot of people have asked this weekend. And like, yeah. we only have a couple left, but here you go. It's right over there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. would happen every few years when you got yeah. either one or the other put stuff in out. Yeah, and then those fun. are the days where people did in stores and you right. can meet people. So anybody who was willing to even do that for the small little bases they have, 
those 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 fans are real lo- they, they became lo- real loyal they still follow you follow us 20 years later and, and yeah. hit me like yo when are you gonna do something else you know no and it's a great question it's a great like uh example of like a fan connection you develop like you know the genuine yeah. fan connection you can have you know right no doubt about right. it yeah 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 so when this starts taking off then what i recall and i think a lot of who listen today will love to hear is the touring uh, because it got big enough where there was demand for you to do colleges and to do nightclubs yeah. and bars and venues all over yeah, yeah. north america and europe in particular yeah, yeah yeah so can you think back to when that kind of started and like how it let's say your first experience like oh this is the first time either you and out of space individually or you with Vinny paths of Jedi mind tricks doing these yeah. like tours and how that just think back to that experience. <laughs> I want to, I want to say that I want to say that the year had to have been like, Oh, six. 2006. Yeah. Maybe Oh five Oh six, because I remember blood brothers released. Okay. At that time. And that's what, that's what we were doing on stage. I remember like those, some of those songs are, I may be a tiny bit off, but it was in that time frame. Oh, five, right. six. We had Oh four. We put out the, um, the first two real album, you know, like the, the pre album, then the real album. And then by the time that was buzzed, that's when everybody, st- that's when Vinny decided, okay, we got to see what we got, you know? So right. That, that, that first tour, I believe we we were in the states for the first thing we did and we didn't know what to expect we had no idea Vinny had no idea if he had fans really you know like right people right. booked him but he had to prove himself so he couldn't charge him much because you can't yeah. they're like yeah. we only give it so much because we don't even know how this is going to work and it turned out you know, then turned out every place was packed every place was insane <laughs> you know like yeah but you know, we came home with all of us came home with basically nothing. You know, yeah. <laughs> Those, you know, we made what we made. We survived out there. Sent sent money home for bills and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's basically all we could do. So then so, he knew he the next one. Now I could raise the bar. You know, now we can make some bread. You know. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, going back. So the first time it was the venues giving you, you know, uh, Vinny or whatever the meaning. Like it wasn't. Vinny and and partners like renting out a place and paying themselves. It was you no. guys cobbled up enough where a promoter or a venue paid the artists, you know, Vinny and you guys, yeah, you know, yeah. to go. And then you were literally like jumping in a van and or you had a driver of a bus. Like literally, how did like logistically day to day it work? You were cutting off a little bit there. Yeah, there you problem. go. You're back. Yeah, yeah no we had we had a thing where um, the way they handled the business was that even from the beginning, even yeah. from the very beginning, they were always smart and had always had a smart crew that knew how to do stuff. You know, so they yeah. always booked it where oh, we're not going to do it by show. We're going to do it, but well, we're not going to just charge you for the show. We're going to charge you for we're going to give you the number counting the cars we got to rent, counting the gas, exactly. counting, the, counting right. this, counting that. So there was every, every piece was calculated. Yep. So, yep. but back in, you know, when we first started, we had to drive, you know, so right. we, that first tour, we rented two Suburbans and drove mm-hmm. across the country. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? No. And I Tom remember you would tell me they were shifting off driving like, Oh, you're going to go during the day. And maybe yeah. Crips drives at night. You know, you were shifting it yeah. off. I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a lot of driving, but yeah, 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 and that was the way we had to do it because it was the cheaper way. We were like, flying was not in the question because we were like, we got to work our way over anyway. That's going to cost too much. We really won't make anything doing that, you know. So right. we just had to drive, and we had to cheap hotels. You know that whole that whole grind. And um, yeah. funny though because we did. It was kind of we. We kind of still had some good um, hotels. We didn't like settle for like trash. Okay, yeah. So we, so we found we found ways to like still be okay. You know, not not too not too bad, but not right. The, right. Not the five stars, but we right. found a way right. to still be good in the middle. And we just kind of grinded it out, man. Sleeping in the same rooms, you know, two two three yep. to a room. Yep. 
yep. sleeping some somebody's on the floor today somebody's on the floor tomorrow you know right. we that's the work you had to put in you know that's right. the work you got to put in now still yeah Most yeah independent artists they got to do it on their own absolutely they got to figure it all out you know and then we didn't even i can't remember if we even had merch those at first so yeah we did we had we had merch but you know that's the same thing so that's, we, gotta be at, we gotta be at the table selling it well i was gonna you say get so, on stage and you gotta sell it yourself yeah. right so you, <laughs> anyone we have goes, time, you know? right anyone who goes to an event or or a show right like you might buy their t-shirt or whatever so you guys are literally lugging boxes of t-shirt yeah. vinyl whatever yeah and then either yourself or somebody you pay to go on the tour with you is like literally yeah. selling it for yourself just to give yeah. the context of yeah, yeah, like that's what we had to do. We yeah. had like one. He, I remember we had way too many people because we didn't know what we were doing. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like okay, Emilio came just to like be there. Like yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. was like you know security, I guess you know, or yeah, just yeah. a helper basically. Right. And it was a merch right. guy, you know, like you know, we had to manage everything ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just how it went. So learning it that way is a good is is good though from the beginning because it's like when you start a new job. You know, there's companies that, um, I'll give you an example. When I worked at the beer company back in the day, right? they right. made you do, your first two weeks was going to every department and learning every piece of the business. You right. go out with a salesman for two days. You do the, the, the break, it, the, the restore stuff. You right. go to the office. You go to the warehouse, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like with this, that, that's, a, that's a good way to start. You know, because then you learn all the aspects of the touring, not just like doing what people say, just getting on the flight and leaving, rapping, getting off stage, going to bed. Right. Even if even if you you start and you blow up from the beginning and you don't really get to do have to do this, this little this little kind of grind. Right. I think you should still learn all of it because then, you know, it's good to know how all of it works. That's why it was good for us to do it on our own at first. I mean, we always did it on our own, no matter what, but we just got smarter and smarter and it became so easy. Right. You know, right. it was like, we got this now, you know, and and back then, it's just like now you dealt with cash more than anything. You know, you, you didn't do wires, pay, you know, wire payments. Yeah. And you had yeah. to, you know, there was always still those promoters that were like, yeah, only, you know, we said it was going to be 900 people. There was 889. And then you yeah. got to deal with those little problems and figure yeah. it out without, without, without real problems, you know? Well, I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, um, this is a good question from, leads to a good convo from the standpoint of you, the artist perspective of good and bad practices of promoters, good and bad things you experience with venues. I'm curious to hear just some of that, like, hey, you know, this is some info we like to get when we go do a gig. But also this was, again, good and bad that you'd get from promoters that you'd rather not deal with again and good and bad from a venue. Right. Well, one one that sticks out like a sore thumb is yeah. I think it was a show in um, France somewhere paris oh by the way you guys would go to europe like quite a bit yeah. oh yeah oh so, yeah by the yeah, way yeah it ended France, up, yeah, yeah. It all, it, all those grinds it led to huge it led to your concerts yeah. europe tours yeah canada too yeah. So, yeah but there was a time i won't say venues or none but there was a time mm-hmm. where and this is something we dealt with a lot and we had we, we eventually ended up figuring out ways to not deal with it no more was let's say um well, let's say this this particular place is right. They said you make this much, and if this many, if it goes if it goes over nine hundred people at the show or nine hundred and ninety five people at the show, you get a bonus of this right. much. And you know, this one time it was like, listen, I think it was literally like nine hundred and ninety, right? Mm. And they're like, yeah, nine hundred and eighty nine showed up. You missed yeah. about one head, and we're like, all right, stop. You know, there's yeah. 1,200 people here, clearly, you know, like places yeah, yeah, yeah. busting out the door. If your capacity is 900, there's probably 1,500, you know, like it was busting out the door, you know? Yeah. And we had to deal with it, but we ended up making sure we got what we deserved. But then from there on, we started to do like, we had to make sure they would always have like a clicker yep. at the door, yep. like the yep. guy would have the head count. And we basically had to had to secure it. We had to make sure somebody was there, making sure they weren't cheating you, and be. Oh, and just because you 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 focused on it with them, 
they ended up just not not even trying to scam right. you, you know yeah, out yeah, of that correct. out of that bonus because you'd be like yo you know you just mentioning it like yo look don't be shady with that clicker or don't be shady with the head count because we're not stupid don't even yeah, try yeah. it like you know that's how you had to be because yeah yeah then they go oh all right well they're hip to it so we got to just be honest right right they always right. you know that was a big problem yeah states not states that was a big problem always promoters trying to get over and right. test you because most most artists at that stage were just so hungry and happy to be where they were they let they didn't realize a lot of things were, were not yeah. given to them, you know a lot of things yeah. you know and that was the big that was like the biggest problem we really had other than that we, we were they always called us nerds because we were always on time we were always we were real on point and they were like you still like the only rappers that are ever on <laughs> yeah. like we're early. I remember like, you like, you guys were saying that had a lot to do with uh like sustaining more tours than the average in the oh 100 percent like yo we, we we're we're about business we're on time yeah know? these guys are great to deal with, and we're not bad people so right, right, that right, always right. helps too you know we're right, always, right. Just nice. we were raised by good mothers and shit like, you know? yeah, so yeah yeah yeah, it yeah, was, yeah yeah that's how it was so yeah, yeah. but so that was that that led to a lot of more uh, opportunities for sure because yeah, yeah, they were yeah. like these guys are on point they give us no problems they know that they know what's going on right they don't mess up the backstage they actually clean up after themselves that was like a shocker like they're like you are cleaning like, yeah, well, we don't <laughs> like to be around a dirty room my, my, yeah, yeah. We're just by, my mom yeah, walked by in here she'd be yeah my mom walked upset. in the backstage she'd be ashamed of us yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's no, you know, we funny, just had yeah. we walked in with that, you know, with how we were raised. So it helped us in the, in in doing this and making every. It definitely led to more money for sure. No, and it, I guess more recent touring. I know you you gig less, but like, hasn't that trans has in your space has that translated more of a digital environment? Meaning it was a clicker at the door, but now is it more people are using stuff like OpenSea Direct people or 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 platforms where they're. Well, in a digital well, way they're delivering that to you or showing you hey this is how many bought and whatever they they started to do stuff like that toward the towards the last times we were touring um yeah. it started to be a lot easier um, okay and they would i know that there was one specific time where i was actually managing the tour so i was getting doing more stuff yeah. i had like yeah. five jobs yeah, yeah and yeah. they were they were sending you know they send you the pre-sales which is big pre- right Thing me and you had this convo. The pre-sales would always mm-hmm. gauge. We would know because we started to be at places for the third time, the fourth time, the fifth. You know, certain venues we kept going back, so we already knew the promoters. We already knew, so they would show the pre-sale, and you know, let's just say they're like, "Yeah, you got six hundred pre-sale." We're like, "All right, well, it's always double." So we're like, "All right, twelve hundred is going to show up." You know, we always gauge it like it's always about double or half the pre-sale, half yeah. is you know, Walk give up. or take. Walk walk up give or take so a lot of times they would be right on point with the pre-sale and that's kind of how we would gauge it so we're like we're gonna go way over that threshold of you know 900 or whatever the guys are like yeah you're it's already 680 you know as we got bigger and they got more you know as we were getting to places for the second third time right those problems were gone because now they they were just they would literally like email or text you this kind of info. Like, how did literally? It was more. Just it was for more. Well, back then, because I still say back then, because it's changed so much, even in five yeah. years. No, that's but right. That's right. Email. Okay. Everything was basically email chart. You know, we would have like these little yep. charts, and I was getting. You know, we always had Jan at home sending, yeah. and we would communicate. Yep. And he was like, "This is what they're doing. Make sure right. you get this. Make sure you pick up this. You know, like that yep. kind of stuff." But it was, yeah, yep. it was definitely all email back then. We weren't texting like that. What was, what was, when you got bad numbers back? Like, how did that change things at all? Like, so for instance, ah, oh, this market pre-sale sucks. It's forty people, fifty people, a hundred. Well, that's usually like if you hit something you've never done before. Okay. And even if you're like a, even if you're a proven artist. Yeah, your first time they're always gonna be like, well, you haven't been here yet, you know. They're always gonna yeah, get you true. with that, like the right, first right. tour. They still treat it that way, so you know. Sometimes we would have to take a show on the way to the next show to make more, mo- just to make money. They, you know, like just to have money for like the hotels to yep. cover like the hotel that we're on the way. So like, let's do this little show. We never did it before, but let's try it, you know. Right. And we there wasn't many bad turnouts be honest with you like the yeah. very first the very first tour atlanta was like terrible 
I was just gonna say you. I remember you telling me specifically just for whatever but reason. Those, but those were you're, you're testing the waters. I don't think I don't think we've ever been back since that. We're yeah. like, ah, just, it's just not their thing, you know. Right. Was it the right, right. way? Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe we tried it one more time and it was like a little better. Like I remember even Houston was terrible the first time, wow. mm. but then it you know later on it got better because even though Houston that day was terrible, San Antonio was sold out. Yep. Dallas was a good turnout, you know, like, so it was weird. You know, we just, yeah. you, you learn. No, I but think nowadays. Ones, you just had to heat it. You just had no, to and I think nowadays, it. you know this, I think nowadays an independent artist would have things like their Spotify spins and say, okay, these are the market zip codes that, you know, as example, yeah, you right? Have, like, you didn't have getting some data then. there. Then you didn't. You didn't have very, insight. Right. It was yeah, feeling at like, all. In the dark, like, all right, let's just hope for the best and see what happens, right? Yeah, the only thing that we had at that point was vinyl sales. But right. a lot of right. that was all just, like, kind of, like, tri-state. You know, like, we didn't really know how Cali was. Or we didn't really know how. Yeah. We had no clue how Vegas was. We just knew how Boston, New York, Philly was. Right. <laughs> That's really all we knew because it was so it was close enough where you could drive the, the box of vinyl to the store and give them their copies right. and that kind of stuff. Right, right. And the difference just not in Right. Oops. Planetary's cutting out here a little bit. Maybe you can jump back here. Yeah, there he is. My bad, man. No, that's man, all right. That's man, all right. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> that's his son. But uh, yeah, so it obviously, you know, was you were kind of flying blind in a lot of cases, needless to say. Yeah, you know? yeah, a lot. Yeah, you just kind of had to learn on the fly, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But, Yeah, it's cutting out again. But I, I'll tell this is uh, Planetary's fixing it up here a little bit. But uh, I remember the stories tours I did not attend or, or go check out of just the sheer amount of people that may have been unexpected in places like Colorado. Yeah, I, I can't hear you either. Um, but in places like Colorado, California, things like that, it got pretty crazy uh, in that regard. Um, just uh, Just the sheer numbers he was getting. And again, a lot of these cases is pretty unexpected. He's trying to fix here. We'll just see if uh plan could do the put you back there. You hear me all right? Anyway, as he's working with that, let's talk a little bit about OpenSea Direct. This is a good intermission to talk about the software. Just as these stories that we're talking about, um, independent promoters, independent artists taking control of the business, running the show themselves, OpenSea Direct's a great platform to do that. It's a peer-to-peer -peer ticketing platform. You can work like a pro. You connect the software to your PayPal or Stripe account. You sell tickets, either free or charge. The, the payment goes directly to you the event organizer um there's no fees to your customers and there's a small subscription fee to execute that um the money goes directly to you we have a special discount that's valid through the end of the year if you put osd20 at checkout go to openseatdirect.com that's openseatdirect.com you put in osd20 at checkout and you can purchase a pro plan for 20 percent off again it's only valid through the end of the year uh, it's openseatdirect.com. Social media is at social openseatdirect and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And Planetary, you still working on it, brother, over there? I think the sound is cutting off. He should be back in a, in a moment. I'll just keep babbling as he jumps back. But uh, in particular, I will shout out as we wait. Planetary has a special birthday party event happening at Kung Fu Necktie in Philadelphia. That's on August 12th. Um, in the show notes afterwards, as well as if he's able to jump back with sound, we'll be able to tell you kind of where to buy tickets for that um, and uh, get more yeah. information about what he's doing. Yeah, I can hear you now, brother. Sorry, man. I couldn't hear you. No, that. no. Wow. 
It went no, that's out. All right. This actually worked out great. No, no, I, it 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 um. Good chance I could talk about the software and your gig okay. at a your party kung fu necktie. But let me talk if you don't mind about specifically the tour stuff again. I really uh -huh. find I think our crowd would find fascinating. Uh, giving an example of uh, you would become de facto tour manager in, in a lot of cases. So yeah. giving me an example of the common day where you have a gig that night somewhere, you're getting up or either driving there, you get up, you know, you wake up from the hotel. And what was your sort of pattern of a common day? If you have a gig, let's say Friday night somewhere, you're in the city when you interact with the the promoter venue what are you doing with sound check what are you doing with checking the rider just give me a little yeah. sense of well, your a lot, common a lot, day well day the common the day the common day was it's a wild day it's there there were yeah, it's, it's an all day all day all night thing like there was you know there's times where you got to get up and you got to drive nine hours and go straight to the stage you right because right. we're like tomorrow's another show we have no time to do nothing you know, right. we've showed up to shows like and had to take the backpacks off and get right on. You know, so yeah, a lot yeah. of it was a lot of it was um we never really get you never really had time to sleep late or stuff, you know, like unless you were somewhere for uh, at a certain you know, there was a time we were in Vegas for like four days. Cause we had all we made sure we like had rest days and stuff like that. Right, right, right. But right. yeah, I mean the common day, like at least for me was I had to, you know, I would wake up, get all the emails situated all the information i was getting from from home from yan or whatever and he was like yeah this is the deal this is where you got to be make sure they're up you know like all that kind of stuff yeah so a lot a lot of it was um you know get get up and go like usually drive to the next city state whatever and then you yeah. have to check into the hotel yep. you know, that's always the first thing was go right to the telly yep don't don't even hesitate you know yeah like you might get get some food real quick to go but you 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 go right to the telly and then you know whoever didn't have to do the other stuff you know there was not everybody was doing everything you know like but for me like as as an acting tour manager when i was doing it you know you had to make sure that you're always constant contact with the promoter making sure all the times are still on point like sound check mm -hmm. was always mad early compared to the time the show the doors would open so when was and, that is that like dinner time compared to 10 o'clock at night or something or? like let's say there's a nine a lot of the shows the venues would open seven eight o'clock okay you know because a lot of times they oh would yeah like local right. openers or, yeah. or whatever or or just earlier shows because a lot of the crowds are 18 and up yeah you know or all ages you know stuff like that so they would close by they had to you know a lot of them have curfews 11 or 12 or whatever. oh yeah that's right that's so right. in those times you know sometimes they would be like if you're in you know if you're in town sound check is we'd rather do it around two o'clock and sometimes we're like all right well sound check too we really got to leave early but a lot of times you know we didn't we tried to be as always on point and we usually were but sometimes i'd have to say yo it's gonna be tough for two o'clock like we got to push it up to like 3 30 and they would always be fine they always try to get it as early as possible but they used to tell us like you know the rappers are tough like they don't want to do the sound check or they get yeah, mad yeah, you know yeah. they we're not expecting anybody to ever really be on time just artists in general not just rappers yeah they yeah, were like you yeah. know artists in general are never on time they always want to be late and just yeah. come it's like this is really the time we should do it you know they map it out probably the right way but sometimes it just don't work that way so the thing was sound right. check then you had to like figure out meals like all right so where are we going to eat that was always a big thing big time what do yeah. we want to what do we want to eat today you got to make sure you eat stuff that's not going to mess with your, your your system in three hours so that you had to make yeah. sure you didn't have certain things so even though we you know we might have eaten bad <clears throat> when, it, when those days we try not to you know because yeah. we learned we learned really fast like drink all your water mm -hmm. try not to eat heavy because on stage it all it all starts to come out you know like not come out literally but like you but know vocally yeah vocally and you would start to feel like a little bit of a struggle you know whatever if you ate too yeah, yeah. so we had to map out like where we were going to eat what time you know just it was all time logistics you know, yeah. that's all it is and a lot of times what we would do when it wasn't too early of a sound check let's say it was the sound check was six o'clock Vinny would me and Vinny, you know all of us would just say let's just go and stay you know, like 
if it's at seven and we don't get on to 11, whatever, we're there, we're backstage, make sure we have everything we need and we don't have to move. And that's a lot of times we did that and they used to be shocked about it because a lot of times artists want to come in last minute, get on stage and then, then leave. They don't want, they don't want to hang out. They don't want to do nothing. But it was just easier for us because we were like, you know, we would have to go back and forth. You know, there was times where we were like, all right, we'll, we'll be back to the hotel to pick everybody up in two hours. Be ready. But you got to make sure everybody's ready. You got to call you guys up. You guys ready? Everybody's ready. So yep. it was a lot. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of little stuff that goes to it, you know. And then the, the rider, we were also like, they used to celebrate us all the time because our rider was like simple. It was, was humble. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Humble, now like, riders, yeah, have... like every venue gets this with riders. Basically, like this is what the artist requires backstage, and sometimes right. it can be very random and creative. But you guys are pretty straightforward, from what yeah, I've we just needed water and you know, little, you know, drinks and a little bit yeah. of food. We might need a snack here, a snack there, but yeah, like you yeah, know, yeah. but that stuff was stuff we needed. You know, like we always wanted fruit and vegetable, like vegetables, because we we're like, you know, those are the, instead of snacking on garbage, you know. Yeah, yeah, no just, doubt. It helped us out that way. We learned, like I said, we learned that really fast to like not be irresponsible with with the eating, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, so a lot of times we, us personally, it's not it's not um, as common. But we stayed from the sound check. We used to, we most of the time we just stayed there. Just hung out there, okay? Because it was just easier, you know. And yep, you know, since we all were pe- friends first, we all got along, so it wasn't like people had to be separated. And, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. that. So it was like right. we didn't get sick of each other much. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, right, 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 right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So most yeah. times we did that, unless the times didn't permit. But most of the times we just would push it back. We would push the sound check back just so we could stay there. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. So that's that. That was like a, a normal day, though. Like even if there's two days in between, that day off, the manager's working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. We're getting ready. We're getting ready for the next. And then you would kind of, I forget the word they used to use, but it was it was I forget the word. But there's a uh, we would where I would have to talk to the promoter and and confirm everything. Time the next city. Yeah, like uh, basically just confirming everything. Yeah, so I would do that on those days off. I would take advantage of the time and. The next two three shows i would be like okay so we're good right then i would eliminate some of that conversation for the days of like you know we already talked yeah. about that that's all good right cool so what about this you know what about yep. today's yep. stuff you know like yep. So yep there's a lot to it there's so much more to it that people would ever imagine you know uh, no doubt about it no and then when it comes it. to flights it's even crazier yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah because what does what if something doesn't connect and then there's a budget to it then it's yeah, and you know something, something, something interest, something that's real interesting about this is the Europe side of things. The one negative I can say at first, and I guess it happened in the states too. The promoters are fans in Europe, more so, more so in Europe, but it okay. happened here too. But the promoters are fans, and that that gets tricky because. They're 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 kind of I hate saying fanboying because it's a little exaggerated, but they're okay. excited to see you because they're fans first. So for first, it's not business first. Yeah, they're excited and they want to like, oh my god, and we're hanging we're out. Here. They want to they want to they hang out during the day. We're like, nah, we're not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. But that was the only part they used to get like a little tough to deal with because yeah, the cultures are different here. Not not so much, you know. Right, you know, right here, people aren't that hype for you, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. and it was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. we weren't even used to that kind of attention, so it was kind yeah. of weird for us. We're like, you know, we go home, we gotta go to work, you know, like, yeah, stuff like that. But, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? So it was weird, like, over there, it's so different, but sometimes you had to, to, you had to fight with that because they would get upset or they were like, oh, I just want to hang out, like, you know, yeah, why can't yeah, we go yeah. to the mall during the day and you guys buy sneakers? <laughs> It's like no. <laughs> We're not really, you know, like tired. You know, like I want to sit home and make sure my call my kids. I want to go to the room, sleep a right. little bit. They they were already up and at it, so they they didn't like sometimes that we didn't really want to have that relationship. We wanted to just keep it business. Yeah, right. But then you know, then like, it, through doing it a few times, we would have the same guys, and they were the more business minded guys. And then it got right. But sometimes you dealt with that. That was a that was an interesting thing. But it was actually it was 
the one real struggle that sometimes we would have. And right. it's a, it's like a people are like, well, that's not really a bad struggle. They're just fans, but yeah, business wise, it was. It was a little tough. Because, a little awkward, yeah. You know, like yeah, but we're just fans, man. We just want to see you. Yeah, 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 you know. But we want to. We want to. We're here to do a job. You know, we yeah, had to right. always treat it like work because once you got off of the the this is work mind state, things get things get bad. You know, like yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. out after the show. Yo, let's take you to a bar, and we would do stuff like that. But after a while, we realized we got to stop doing that because it's not good for the next day. You know, just like now, you know, like I can't drink too much. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and be yeah right or whatever. So right. it was like we learned through you know trial you know trial and error type stuff. You know. Yeah, no doubt. Now I guess. That, Talking about where you've traveled, so let's break it down. So with Europe, what sticks out is like the biggest show, the funny story with an artist, or starstruck moment. Europe well, first. So do Europe edition, well, then we'll do North America well, edition. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is with with the Europe is the Europe has those festivals, right? You know, so these and are large outdoor festivals. Forty thousand, fifty, field. sixty thousand right. people. Yeah, right. Insanity right. type stuff, right. like. Like a made right. in America, but out there. Correct. You know? Correct. Correct. And probably bigger. Probably bigger yeah. than that. You know? Right. And those were always interesting because, you know, we're just Philly guys that we don't know who knows us, you know, like, and we're in the same room with people that we look up to. Like, you know, one, one, one festival, I don't remember the name, but it was called the Open Air Festival or something like that. And okay. I believe this okay. one, I believe this was in, um, Germany, I believe. Either way, this festival had Outcast, The Roots, Wu Tang, um, Fifty. You know, like some of right. Wu Tang. I think it was like Method Man. I think it was like Method. A few of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Lupe Fiasco. Um, just people where I'm like, oh wow, you know. And then you know, and then when you're in these backstage situations, you got to play the part. You can't get star fanboy. You gotta act like you can't you can't you can't get fanboy. I mean you can, I guess if you if you choose you do what you want, but you gotta you gotta play the you gotta you gotta live in the moment. Try to enjoy that you're around you know, you, it was it's more like a hum it's more it was more like a humbling thing. You're like, wow, yeah. like a great a great a, a moment of clarity or like a, a time to be gra gra um, grateful. Great grateful yeah because you're like wow i'm in this you know and they're they're looking at you like hey what's up bro like like they don't even know who we are but they're like you know we all in the same place we all doing the same thing we all must be in the same situation but i but right. a lot of times we always stuck out people like you're a philly dude we could tell like people a lot of dudes would say that they're like, you're all from philly you know like well yeah, we usually yeah. would have philly hats you know or whatever but Right, right, so right. like that kind of stuff, but the the festivals always stood out more than more than anything to me. But I'm gonna give you one one spot that wasn't a festival for outer space specifically. Right. Um, we were on a Pharaohs tour. Right. Now so you would tour a lot with Army of the Pharaohs, so it would usually be Vinny Plaz and other people you guys included. And sometimes right. you would but, have. But, but Vinny never did the Pharaohs tours. Vinny never did the AOTP tour. He he would do. Jedi Mind Tricks, then Jedi uh, Mind Tricks, you know, yeah. then other guys from Army of Pharaohs, but he didn't go on the Army of Pharaoh tours just because it didn't got make it. sense for him to go, you know. Yeah, yeah, got but, it. Um, got it. The um, but we the, the I think this first time we did it like uh, we didn't do it as like we're all going to perform together the whole time. It was like out of space, do the set, uh, Reef do a set, you know, whoever do a set, and then at right. the end we'll do a couple songs together, you know, something like right. that. Yeah, yeah, it was a show in Switzerland. Switzerland, I would say, is the biggest, hmm. the biggest market, at least for us. It is. I could by 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 looking it up. Right. We do the right. most. We get the most attention in Europe from Switzerland. So I think we were in Zurich, right? And it was a huge show. It was sold out. It was huge. And um, we brought merch for the sh the tour. So me and Crip were like, you know, let's bring like two hundred shirts. We didn't know. We were still humble, like. Yeah, and, like, and then the more you have, the more you, you gotta. They charge you to carry it. And, you know, it's a lug around. Right? Yep. There's a lot yep. of stuff. There's a lot to it. Like, yeah, somebody has to to drive it to the next venue separately. Like, it was a lot of stuff. But we only brought like two hundred shirts because we didn't know how it was gonna go. And that was the the shirt that we used to have where it looked like the Kansas City Royals. Yep. Do you remember that yep. shirt? Where I it had do. the crown, the, the logo, yep. and it said or whatever. 
that shirt. Now, now over there is a different thing. Over here, nobody wants to dress the same. I don't like to have. If I see somebody with the shirt I have on, it, it'll mess my day up. That's a stupid thing to say, but you know how it is here. Nobody wants to have the same stuff on. Like, ah, oh, man, mm-hmm. dude's wearing the same thing over there. They want to have all the same stuff on when it yeah, comes yeah, to like yeah. hip hop. When it comes right. to hip hop. Yep. Yep. We sold every shirt. Literally every shirt from the tour. We had weeks to go. Had no merch because we sold it all in one day, and wow. and the whole venue looked like a Kansas City Royals game. Wow. Because they put it right on. Yeah, so yeah, because yeah. everybody was getting it, it started to trend. Like, I want one, too. I want one, too. I want two. Sold and sold so fast. But that show was incredible. Like, it was insanity. Like, you know, kids yeah. going crazy. Yeah. And even and, and over there, even if they don't know you, they go to the shows. Yep. You know, like, they, I don't know, but I'm going because it's a hip-hop show. And they're from the it's States. Part of, it's part of the culture, part of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. they just go. Yep. Yeah, like, yep. And then they learn who you are. And then they want everything. They buy everything off you. And spent a ton of yeah. money on Switzerland. They got money, so like, we were, they were giving you more than you were even charging. It's funny. You know, like, I'm, this may be wrong to equate, but you'll hear stories about like uh, European soccer fandom, and like the connect yeah. to it, and like wear the jersey and all, or sports in the United States, and like it's almost like hip hop in certain European markets has that like soccer team sports fandom. We wear, we rock the same thing, you know, together. They do. It's yeah. it's a good way to compare it. It's a good way yeah. to compare it. Yeah. 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 But I could tell that 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 soccer story. I don't know if you know that story, do you? Yeah, go for with it. The jack- yeah, with the jacket. It. Go for it. Yeah. Well, one of the promoters was friends with a guy who was real hype on the. Um, he was a, a soccer fan. You know what do they call? It? Do they have a, a name? Well, the the pejorative terms like soccer hooligan. Like if you, soccer, you go to well, he was a soccer fight. hooligan. That's okay, what he yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. And that's why I was like, I knew there was like a name for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I don't know if you remember, but in the one video we have like an FC twenty yep. scarf and like a something. Yep. And some some um fans were mad about it in the comments because they're like, why are you repping them? You know, like they take it so serious. So when we were in Amsterdam, I think it was the, that team is from the Netherlands. Got it. I think it was a Netherlands team or something. Right. And we were in Amsterdam, and they were like, yo. You can't wear the jacket here. If you wear the jacket, you got to put your book bag over it and cover the the logo. The logo. So it was re- it's real beef. So I was yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want a jacket that's gonna like get me beat up. But they they made these custom jackets for us that were like beautiful jackets, you know, varsity, yeah. real nice. And I'm like, yo, I go home yeah. with this. Everybody's like, who? Yeah, we're the only ones with it. But we wore them. But yeah, they were real serious about the cover up <laughs> and show. Don't put the scarf yeah. on tonight, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Watching no their back. So it was. It, that was crazy, but it's a good correlation to put like all wearing the same thing. Repping. Yeah. Over there, they they're really into that. Over right. here, not so much. They might buy it, but they're not all putting it on at the same right, time. Right. And, you know. No, and if so and, and if you remember, the only time I was able as your brother to go with you or made a mm-hmm. chance to go was Switzerland, and the experience of being backstage, literally just as a fan, you know, just as your brother yeah. hanging out, yeah. trying to just yeah. like experience it where um, the crowds you guys were playing is very true. That yeah. Friday night, in my case of going, uh, th- there was a World Cup happening. So backstage, people were watching like Ghana versus whomever. Um, yeah, yeah. Socially, uh, different languages going on backstage. And then like like Pitbull's Friday night. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. only time, if you remember, the only time we heard from him, he said, buen provecho when you guys were eating. Yeah. And he walked past yeah, us. Yeah. But yeah, beyond yeah. that, we we're talking to uh, his his drummer and people around yeah. a little bit. Um, but you see then, how like he walks by and says "Buenpo Vecho" ever, and you just like oh, no, no, that's you're right. like, oh, it's Pitbull. Oh God, it's Pitbull. No doubt. But you got to just play recall, the part, right? And if you recall, it was Cypress Hill and Snoop Dogg were the other two big names that most people yeah, yeah. know. And yeah, yeah. Cypress Zen Dog, at least Zen Dog, was very like cool. Had full conversation with us, like. Hey, yeah. where are you guys from? Where are you going next? Like very inquisitive yeah. about just our stuff. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. this is the book that was on like videos back when we were teenagers. Like, yeah, it but, was a but, pretty but cool here's, experience. But here's the thing. See, that that the, the way that Cypress Hill specifically, that the way that they are that way is why they're still here. Is why they still right. can do the thing. It goes back to like the yeah, being on point, being respectful being good people because that's that's just who they are and you i i, I took those yeah, no those doubt. lessons 
of being around them and being like, this is where longevity comes. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Being, no doubt. Being good business, but this, it ain't always just about the music. It's about everything else, like who you are as the people first, like as a person no first. And that's no what doubt. brings it. Cause you see, they they didn't have to talk to nobody. No, that's you know? right. And then you see the rappers, like, like you know, that festival, I was talking about Lupe Fiasco had 40 people with him. He was treating people terribly, like that kind of stuff. Uh, and I don't, I don't see nobody talking about him no more, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you 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 kill that's real talk especially promoters you gotta you gotta give and take with them you know even if they're on a fanboy type vibe you gotta still like keep the business right keep that separation but still keep that relationship a little bit you know because you want to come back and get future money you know you got i made this now but i need this next year again maybe yeah no doubt you know what i mean let's let's move to because i want to plug what you do in august but uh move to north america tell me like biggest show memories of chugging through canada and the united states with this stuff oh god <laughs> i know it's a billion yeah the, the, I know it's a the, billion. the canadian border is just the worst thing of all time is it know? okay it, it not never, canada it not canada right not canada itself no, the, the, but the, just the border the, the, the border yeah the border getting through was always just tough because yeah. you know they, they they ran through your bags if you they, they would tax you for your you know for your merchandise you had to pay there, you know, like it was just always something with rap. And I don't know if it's a with rappers or, or bands <laughs> or whatever, but they, they made it a point to make sure they check everything because they don't want nobody to get away with nothing. You needed the work, you needed your work uh, papers. Yeah. How much yeah. you expect to make, you know, they wanted every single detail and they would hold you up for an hour and, you know, like real bad stuff. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just annoying. And, you know, we, when we went, when we came in through Michigan back home, yep, I think it's through Michigan or whatever. That one was easy. Like, dude was like, "Cool, cool, are you know?" Like, it's a small border. It's like a small. You oh know, It's yeah. not like the main. It's not like the main. The main right. ones where it's like insanity. You know what I mean? Right. Like the Niagara right. Falls, you know, side or whatever. But um, but that was always tough. Um, but the no, but when it comes to like the best shows in Canada, well, I'll, I'll talk about Canada fast was actually the other side of Canada was Vancouver. The Western part. Well, yeah. well the Western part was great. Like mm, great yep. experiences there. I mean, they were great on both sides. And I think it was Montreal on, on the East side. Uh, yeah. Montreal where we went to a club one night and this is the first time I ever experienced this in my life was Canada where you went to a club and they were playing boom bap as like the main the main mm. music not top 40 not all the yep. hits like we i think we walked in and they were playing like uh i think it was a um a boot camp clip boot camp clip oh, like song. that kind of yeah like that kind of yeah like buckshot it was like black moon yeah. or something and we were like yeah what's going on here we were expecting <laughs> like it, and it was like a real nightclub like girls were dressed yeah uh, right. dude you know it was like it was like if drinking we hanging out Gotham, you know that like they yeah, were right. playing boom bap you know like right you know, they weren't playing nothing that was on the radio. They weren't playing none of it. And it was just, like, insane to us. Because we're like, you know, they're playing, like, Snoop, but, like, the B-sides that yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. listened to. Like, the bottom of, you know, the the, sec- the back of the album, bottom of the album songs. And we're like, yo, this is kind of crazy. That's the first time we ever saw that. So Montreal was, was crazy with yeah. that. Like, the hip-hop there is another level. Like, you know, like, the appreciation for it is another level. And we just, right, that was right. the first time experiencing that. But Vancouver, there was like a, there was like a, we saw like something crazy bad, but it was like a dude hit a girl or whatever, and like the bouncer, mm-hmm. like it, we had a, it was a crazy night, but the the shows and like all the promoters and stuff, they were all really good. They they were a little different from Europe. They were more like like the states, I would say, when it yeah. comes to like the, like the promoters, they were like real. They didn't want no relationships like that, you know. Yeah. They yeah. wanted. They were like just we're here. Let's go. Let's get In it done. Out. You know. Yep. Yep. We didn't really deal with that that much. Very, very little over there. But as for the states, man, just by default, you got to say Cali. You got to say always said that too. Hollywood, said Colorado, on, California. Yep. Yeah, well, Colorado, because I had I thought that I didn't know nothing about Colorado. So I'm like, besides Denver, I was like, what's like what's uh what, what's the the little town that we always went to? Um, oh, that's a shame. I can't think of it right now. It was the one with the university. Um, not Breckenridge. There's an, there's another town that we, uh, 
Uh, there you Colorado. go. No, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Colorado Springs or something? We used to yeah, go right. to the same venue all the time. And it was part of a university. It was like Colorado U was there, uh, whatever it's called, was there. So it was like their campus. So that's why we always had these great turnouts or whatever. Right. But nothing. Nothing beats Cali. I mean, like the yeah. East Coast to me was expected. Like Boston shows are always insane, but Cali was like, "Oh my God, we're like in Hollywood with a sold out show." You know what I mean? Yeah, then you start yeah, to yeah. think in your head, like, "Hold on, man, this is like a real thing here." Like, you know, I'm in L.A. in the middle of Sunset Boulevard, and there's 750 people here, and they all right. have shirts. They want autographs. Those, those you can't beat. You can't beat. And then what? There's another town uh, outside of L.A starts with a p pimento or uh, whatever it is pomona it's pomona yeah pomona okay pomona and it's only like 35 minutes away something like that yeah it was sold out we're like yo we just did here this one's probably gonna be weak yeah right you we just go to this one those same people just went to pomona the next night yeah you know we're like wow man this is just nuts and then you have san jose you have all the little towns San right. Diego, right. San Francisco, all of right. Cali from the top to the bottom. Right. Everything was always a great turnout. I know we're San like, Diego how? you've loved. I remember you've talked to me. Yeah, we used to always be like, how can we do so good in all these little towns? Diego, you know, there's so many in have gotten. Yeah. You could just tour yeah. California by itself yeah, totally. <laughs> if you really wanted right. to, you know? Right. So those right. those are the best experiences because, you you know, like who, who was it? What's the actor? Uh, Paxson? Oh, the late Bill Paxton sadly Bill passed Paxton. away. Yeah. yeah, like he showed up with his sons. And I remember like, that. Oh, we're all big fans. He knew where it's a song. The kids do every word, you know, but he became fans through the boys. You know, stuff like that you just don't see. And because, right. you know, you meet, you meet people that are in the game because, you know, Vinny was, was so popular and we all started to get that those buzzes. People came to meet to meet us right people you would be artist like, to artist artists want to be like i want to see what this is about there's a show you know so we would meet all these random people and we're like you know this is kind of crazy man you yeah know what I mean? it's pretty so, crazy and then we would have like in stores like in those big markets we a lot of times we would do the in stores like during the right. day to sign cds because we knew that that builds more for later you know what I mean? right 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 uh, whatever that's called amoeba music or whatever remember we had like a big thing there and you know, you see, it's just a different world. It was just more like, oh, it was more like a status quo type thing. Like, oh, man, we really did Cali, you know? Right, right. I wanted to show this your latest from a yeah. couple years ago. So this is your latest uh, Holy Crown. And so you're looking to record. You're looking to do more. And in particular, you have a gig in August. So I wanted, before you run, to talk to you more about it. Gotcha. Yeah. Can they hear me through that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, that that's that right there. That's doing that little graffiti thing. He did the beat. He's actually gonna DJ that my birthday party. Oh, okay, dope. yeah, that's right. Um, and he and we're gonna do like we're gonna do like a mini performance. We're not gonna do like a whole set, but I'm gonna bring out a couple people and then segue to to do a few outer space songs. I'm not gonna go. I want I want it to be more of a party than a show, but. People right. are going to expect something. They want a little yeah. something. So that's what I'm going to give them, man. So I'm that's it. Uh, August 12th, it's a Kung Fu necktie, which is in yeah. Philadelphia, right underneath yeah. the L there. And then yeah. how do they buy tickets for that? Do they go to your IG and find it? Do they go to the website? My, I, in my Instagram, Planetary AOTP, it, it's, the link is in the bio. Okay, dope. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. And you can go to Kung Fu Necktie's website, too. They got tickets for all their all their stuff there. Yeah, no um, doubt. There's a there's an earlier show that same date that ends like a, like an hour earlier, and then they empty it out. Then we come, so don't get confused by the two. Oh two yeah, things in one day thing. It's so you're like the you're like the nine o'clock or ten o'clock start, whatever, right? Yeah, ten to two a.m. Yeah. yeah, you're the ten to two. Yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you go to your IG. We'll put that in the show notes. Get go to your IG yeah. to buy tickets or go to Kung Fu Neckties website. Do yeah. that. Um, anything else? Uh, we've run over an hour, which is great, but yeah. uh, well, look, well, real quick, I wanted to uh, any about funny story you want to leave us. <laughs> funny, you like the funny stories, huh? no, 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 <laughs> but go ahead. What do you, it's no, up to I was, you, no, I'm gonna try to think of a funny story. I'm gonna try to think of a funny story real quick. 
You don't have to. What, what else are you going to say? Well, if something pops up, I'll, I'll say. If something pops up, I'll, I'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I'm father of three boys. Um, That's right. They all rap. They're all talented. They all got bars. That's right. They're all probably better than me at this point. But I'm doing a project with them. We already have some stuff that we released. Um, if you go to my Instagram, you can find all that all that stuff. Um, yep. The project is called Vainglory. We kind of got it from the the uh, X Clan, the Vainglorious. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no you know, just the meaning of it, whatever. Um, so look out for that. It's me and the three boys. If you go to my Twitter, all my handles are Planetary AOTP. You'll see more. I, I post a lot of this stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a solo project too. That my son Mario, who goes by Element, he produced the whole thing. We're already like four songs in. Yep. Might do two more, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna release it. Um, okay. Dope. I, might have, I might have a promotion release like in a week or two. Okay, uh, great. Like um, you'll start seeing the ad pop up in the algorithms, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and maybe y'all yeah. will do a gig together. Maybe that, at one point they'll be. Yeah, uh, well, we're gonna do something for this sons. party. For of the course. party, we're gonna do a little. Well, the youngest can't get in; he's too young. But yeah, yeah. we're gonna do a little thing. We're gonna. I got. I'm gonna do a little showcase with them first, and then yeah, no doubt. Are done. And as for outer space, we're doing a uh, an EP with uh, DC the MIDI alien, who's been doing production for us for since the beginning. Basically, a lot of our yep. biggest more bigger streaming our biggest streaming songs he's produced got it so we're doing a, a project with him and we're going to finally release something whole it's, it's not going to be a whole album but it'll probably be like a five song ep or something yeah and the, and the hope is i guess by end of this year early next or again i'm hoping this depending. year man. <laughs> yeah. okay no, no even better we, gotta, even we better. got like two songs in the can we just got to get a couple gotta more. get it done yeah 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 i think we're gonna do, do one this weekend coming up um yeah, because we got it written. So, other than that, that's what it is. We're finally gonna release. I'm gonna. I promise to release more stuff, man. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, my mental health is better when I'm doing music. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. it no, I know your fans me. are looking for it, bro. I mean, needless to oh, say, yeah. your fans are looking for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah they, are. To say. they are. Yeah, yeah I get a lot yeah. of kind of. Like, Come on, man. When, man, I could put up a picture with me and Elaine and my daughter. They're like, "What's up with the outer space?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Man, Forget your daughter, even, anyway. What's up with the music? <laughs> this ain't even about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah so that it's just crazy. means they 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 try to they they try to plug away to get the answer. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. It ain't, yeah. So, but yeah. that's about it, man. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Wait, well, hey, yeah. Forget the funny story. This has been great, man. I know we all have to go. So, thanks a lot for your well, time. A, I'll do a quick one. Okay, go ahead. And it's, ahead. it's not even a whole story. It's just a funny moment, really. Okay, got it. We were in Vegas, shocker, right? We were in yeah. Vegas, and we had to leave. And of course, well, we had our days off set to go somewhere, somewhere else. I forget exactly where. Like, we might have been going to Oregon or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, the, we weren't planning on having our days off at Vegas because right. we knew that's not smart. Right. So we were gonna <laughs> we were gonna keep it moving, and we came out and our van was broken down. Oh. So we had to do the days off in Vegas. <laughs> so what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I was about to say, did you lose the rent? Lose the mortgage at that point? You know, but no, but we had no, we had a great time. But it was like, oh God, come oh, on! Why did you do that? We tried to avoid this, and then broke the whole. And we had to take it to a mechanic. Yeah. Like we had to wait two, three days for it to get done yeah. with the rental thing. It, it wasn't worth like we we just stayed. There was no need to like get another one. We we're like just do the right thing and behave, and you know what I mean. Yeah. But it was that was just like a little funny thing. We're like, of course it breaks down in Vegas. Why? Of course. Why, where else would where else would it break down? <laughs> that's it. We ended that's up with it. four days in Vegas. You know. Like, that's crazy. But that's about it, man. There's so many. I could be here for days. Yeah, no doubt. Now I know we <laughs> have to like work for a living. So planetary yeah. from out of space, my blood brother. No pun intended. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, anytime. I'll see you yep. soon. And uh, yep. peace. What's up?